0: Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come before you this morning. God, we want to praise you, Lord God, and lift you up. God, let all of our actions, Lord God, glorify you and all that we do, God. God, help me to get out of the way, Lord, and to let you take over. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. God, let us make room for your spirit here today. Let us be led by you in all things that we do, God. Lord, as I come into your word, Lord God, I ask, Lord God, that you uh, help me to bring the word according to your will so the sheep may receive it, Lord God, and grow thereby. God, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Everybody turn to Exodus chapter 3. In Exodus chapter 3, he says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of of Median. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. If you notice, whenever God calls somebody, He usually calls somebody that's doing something. He doesn't call someone that's laying around on the couch and looking at their iPhone, right? (laughs) He calls somebody that is doing something. Someone who is being faithful to do something. You've heard Matthew say before he doesn't give someone to do, or give something, gives somebody something to do to be faithful. He gives somebody faithful something to do. You see, that's what Moses was doing whenever he was out here tending these flock, and he was bringing them sheep around to the backside of the desert, and he was headed to the mountain of God. He said, "Well, see, that's the journey in our life. Sometimes, whenever we're on our journey throughout our walk, sometimes we got to go through the desert." Sometimes we may go through dry places. But no. as you're going through them dry places, you're still headed to the mountain of God. Your God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. We look past the hills for our help. That's what he says in the Psalms. Our, our, power, our help comes from past the hills. In verse 2 he says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame. A fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see the great sight, why the bush does not burn. It was by the grace of God, and i got to come out of this coat. Come Come on. It was by the grace of God that we were not consumed by this world. Whenever we walked into this world, it was by the power of God that we were not consumed. Just like this bush, it was burning, but it was not consumed because it was done by the power of God. Praise God. See, He can do all things. Do you know He can do far above anything that you can even think or ask We think that our mind is intelligent. We think that we can think mighty great things. But see, He can do far above anything that you can think or ask. I want you to know that all things is from Him. We're only existing here. We're only here. We were not consumed by this world. We were not consumed by the devil because of the grace of God, because He sent His Son and He loved us, that He died on the cross for us so we could be saved, that He shed His blood so we could have eternal life with Him in heaven. And four, he says, so when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near the place. Take your sandals off your feet. For the place where you stand is holy ground. Anywhere God is, it's considered holy ground. And as long as he is there, it's considered holy ground. Hallelujah. On into six, he says, Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob and Moses. And and Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. See, God had made a, a, a covenant with Abraham, and God isn't a man that he should lie. That's the one thing that God can't do, and that is sin. He is it a man that he should lie. He will keep every tittle and every jot that's in this book. His promises that he has made to you, he will keep to you. He said that he was going to bring Abraham's descendants into a land of protection and a good land. As long as they followed his path, right? You don't get to do your own thing. If you want God's protection, you can't stray from the path. God has a He has a design that He wants you to walk, and as long as you're walking on that path, you're in His protection. Whenever some may look and say, Well, He shouldn't be doing that. Well, listen, if God has called you down that path, you're not in harm's way. You're not in danger until you get out here on your own. See, here's this path. Here's this path, and God has called you to walk this path. But you're not in harm's way till you get out here doing your own thing. That's whenever you come in danger. Long as you're here, listen, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's what, the, that's what the Bible says. So whenever you're walking that path, you're never in harm's way as long as you're on the path that God has called you to do. Well, how do I know if I'm in His path? Is your life, if your life lining up with the Word of God? You know it's of the Lord. Because he doesn't see anything that doesn't line up with the Word. See, the devil comes to show himself as a form of light, trying to to disguise himself. But he'll always put it in and try to twist the Word and make you believe it's him. But it's not him. That's why we must arm ourselves in Ephesians 6 with the armor. we got to put on that full armor of God. The Word of God. So we can withstand the, uh, the fiery darts of the devil. He said in seven, and he said, Lord, have I surely, and he said, Lord, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters and for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them And to bring them from the land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to a place of the Canaanites and to the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. God hears your cries, He hears your prayers. He said he has come to deliver them of all things. He said he had come to deliver them from sin. He said he had come to deliver them from bondage. He had come to deliver them from the attack of Satan. He has come to deliver them from the chains and the weights that bind them down. He said he had delivered them. He said what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. But what you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. See, he said I come to give you life. And to give you life more abundantly. He wants you to have a life. Flowing with milk and honey. He wants you to have a sweet life. A land that produces. But see, whenever you practice sin, it opens the door to the devil. And whenever you open the door to the devil, he comes in and works on you, right? And listen, if you're the leader of your home and you practice sin, it don't just open the door to you it opens the door to your family. And whenever he comes in, he don't just attack you. He attacks your whole family. Because you open the door to the devil. Listen, he don't play by no rules. He comes and he don't fight fair. He wants to take your whole family out. The Bible says he only comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's why we can't practice in it. But see, he wants to give you a life. Flowing with prosperity. He wants you to have a good life. A life flowing with milk and honey. We can't, let our, we can't let the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, we can't let them that, that's in that land hurt our faith. If God said it, it'll come past. He said He would, he would, hold, he would fulfill any jot and every tittle that's said in this Bible. He says there in verse 9, He says, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me and i have also seen the oppression with which the egyptians oppressed them come now therefore and i will send you to pharaoh that you may bring my people to the to bring my people the children of israel out of egypt but moses said to god who am i that i should go to pharaoh and that i should bring the children of israel out of egypt have you ever had that moment before Whenever God tells you, hey, won't you go tell your neighbor about Jesus? You ever had that moment? You ever had that moment whenever he says, hey, go across the room to the one sitting in the other booth and tell them about me? You ever had that moment whenever you're sitting, standing at work, to the one that's sitting right beside you and says, hey. And the Holy Spirit speaks to you and says, hey, tell them about Jesus. Are we going to say, who am I? Or send me, God, I'll go. You ever had that moment? See, I've had the moment. Sometimes I've dropped the ball. Sometimes I've fulfilled that moment. But because I love Him, and I know what He's done in my life, I want others to experience that. Whenever I see their lives, and I see how they're weighed down by weights and chains, and how they're a slave to sin, and they don't even know it, but God is knocking at their heart and He's saying, I'm wanting to give you a land. I'm wanting to give you a life that's flowing with milk and honey. I'm wanting to give you a life and give you life more abundantly. On into 12. So He said, I have certainly been with you. And this shall be a sign that you, to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to, to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, And God, or the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, Well, what is his name? What shall I say to you, say to them? And God said to Moses, I am oh, he said, He said, I am who I am. And he said, this you shall say to the children of Israel, I am have sent you. Listen, you've all heard that song, the great I am. See, the great I am, he said it was the great I am. So whenever the world says, well, who saves you? He said, I am. So whenever the world said, well, who provides for you? He said, I am. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise. So whenever he says, whenever the world looks at you and said, who provides for you? He says, I am. Hallelujah. It all comes from him. He said, It's I he said, tell them, I am has sent you. He says, Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is a memorial to all generations, to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord God of your father, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared to me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen what is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you out of the affliction of Egypt to a land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, to a land flowing with milk and honey. Then they will heed your voice, and you you shall come, and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt. And you shall say to him, The Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us. And now please let us go three days in journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I am sure the king of Egypt will not let you go, not even by a mighty hand. Listen, whenever the enemy has got you, of course he don't want to let you go. But listen, by the power of the Holy Spirit... And the work that was finished on the cross, if you believe unto Him, all things stop with Him. The curse of, on families is broken with Jesus Christ. Listen, the chains that you pack whenever you come unto Jesus, all chains is broken with Jesus Christ. Anything that tries to bind itself to you, it stops with Jesus. I don't care if it's depression, anxiety, fear. He said, I don't give you a spirit of fear, but of love and a power and a sound mind. He says, so I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt. Listen. He stretched out his hand for us. From one side of a cross to another. And because of him stretching out them hands, that's why you have life. That's why you've been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you putting your faith into him. That's what saves you. And he says... So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst, and after that he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty-handed. For every woman shall ask of her neighbor, namely of her who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing, and you shall put put them on your sons and daughters, and you shall plunder the Egyptians. Then Moses answered and said, "But suppose they will, they will not believe me, or listen to my voice. Suppose, suppose they say, "Lord, the Lord has not sent you." Do you know the devil is going to lie to you? You believe that? believe me, he's going to lie to you. And that's what he's doing to Moses here. He's trying to put words in his mouth. He's trying to put words and put things and try to to influence his mind. Listen, there is no new tax. He always tries to attack you and attack your mind and attacks what he wants to put lies in you. He said he only comes to steal, kill and destroy. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal this land. He wants to steal this prosperity, this hope. He wants to steal the happiness that you have. He Wants to bring you sorrow and sadness, but we can't believe his lies. See, he's trying to lie to he's trying to lie to Moses. He says, But what if they don't believe? What if, what if he's trying to get in there and put doubt in? He said, Don't think that a doubtless man will receive anything, right? We can't be double minded. He said, So the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, well, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground, and it, ca- and it became a serpent, and Moses fled from it. Then, lo- then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand, that they may believe that the Lord of their fathers and the God of Abraham and Isaac and of, of God of Jacob has appeared to you. Listen, I know... That in the book of Mark, it said, we shall tread on serpents, right? But listen, I don't want to be touching them. <laughs> I don't want to have to reach down and touch it, right? But listen, what he's saying through this, he said, you shall have power over the enemy. You shall walk on him. He shall be under your heel. Hallelujah. See, he said, you shall have power over the devil. Anything that comes in, uh, that tries to attack itself to you, if you follow Jesus and his ways, it don't penetrate you. Because whenever Jesus said the adversary is coming, he said, but he has nothing in me to work with. Because we hold on to Jesus. In verse 6, he says, Furthermore, the Lord said to him, Now put your hand in your bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom. And when he took it out, and behold, his hand was leprous like snow. And when he said, put your hand in your bosom again, so he put his hand in his bosom again. And he drew it out of his bosom, and behold, was restored like the other flesh. You see, only Jesus can cover you. Only Jesus can. Can restore you. Only Jesus. Can wash you clean. Only Jesus. By your faith in him. Can he make you whole. He says then in 8. He says then it will be. If they do not believe you. Nor heed the message of the first sign. That they may, that they may believe the message of the latter sign. And it will be. If they do not believe. These, uh, these two signs. Or listen to your voice. That you shall take water from the river. And pour it on dry land. The water. Which you take from the river will become blood on the dry land. You know, you may say, Well, God, I've never seen these big signs or these things in my life. Well, thank God He ain't got to bring fire down from heaven to get your attention. Thank God He don't have to, to do these miraculous signs to get you for you to believe in Him. He speaks and you go. Thank God that you just believe. Hallelujah. Says here in, uh, in verse 10, he says, Then Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. But he said, "Oh my Lord, he said, please sin by the hand of whom else ever you may sin. Don't that sound just like us? It brings it down and makes it personal because you realize that Moses is just a man. And God is calling him to pull these people out out of Egypt. That he is just a man. And he's like, please, Lord. Send somebody else. I, I, ain't, I ain't able to do this. Don't it make you think? Now I know it, it is funny, but see, we've all had these moments in our lives where God has called us to do something, and we've got scared. We start believing the lie. We believe the devil, and we'll say, "Well, God, I can't do this," or "God, I, I don't know enough." I can't do that. God, you didn't make me that way. But see, there's plenty of examples in the Bible, and there's many examples in the Bible where God had called them to do something. But listen, they realized that it wasn't done by his or by their strength, but it was done by God's strength. See, whenever you read the Word, you realize that it wasn't in their strength because they were just mere men. But it was the power of God that pulled them through. See, whenever, whenever the, uh, the Lord spoke to Jeremiah and he says, Well, I can't speak. I'm a youth. And he looked at him he said that he, he stretched out his hand and he touched his, house, his mouth and behold, he said, I have put my words in your mouth. It didn't come by, by the power of men, but it came from the power of God. Listen, we can't make it through this life on our own. I've seen what I've done with my life when I walked after the flesh. But once I surrender to the power of God, I see what he can do. And it wasn't done by the mighty or by the, by power and might, but it was done by the power by the, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Says, so, see, look at the, look at this situation with Moses. How he had led the people out of Egypt. This wasn't done by man's power and wisdom, it was done by the power of God. And see, he followed that cloud. By day, and he followed that fire by night. See, they were following God, and that's what led them out. It was by the power of God. It wasn't done by man's education. Listen, he don't call the prepared. He prepares the called. Hallelujah. And he does this so that he gets the praise. He does this so he gets the glory. On in the 14, he says, so the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, it's not Aaron the Levite, your, uh, your brother, and I know that he can speak well. Look, he is also coming out to meet you. And when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and put the words of his in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth and with his mouth. And I will teach you what you shall do. So, so he shall be your spokesman to the people, and he himself shall be as a mouth for you, and you shall be to him as God. And you shall take this, this rod in your hand, and with it you shall do the signs. Thank God that he, uh, he sends us help. On this journey, we realize sometimes, hey, I need help. You know, he says the harvest is plenty, but he said the workers are few. Thank God he'll provide what we need. Thank God he'll send us whenever we need help. See, I want you to see that, these, that we don't do things in our own power. It's all done by the power of God. You know, and I think it's Timothy. And Timothy, he said, they'll have a form of godliness, but denying his power. Everybody turn over to Acts chapter 4. He says, now as they spoke to the people, the priest, the captain, the temple... And the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and and the number of the men come to be about 5,000. He said, because they preached the word, the number of men came to be about 5,000 that believed. I thank God. And he says, and it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as, as Anus and the high priest, uh, Ca- Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were, were with the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, "By what power and by what name have the have you done this?" Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to him or said to them, "Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged by a good deed done by a helpless man, by what means has he been made well?" Let it be known to you all that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. And I taught some of this on last week, how all things has to be built off of Jesus. Here is the chief cornerstone. It starts with Jesus. Anything that you do, anything that you build, even your walk with God, even if you build a structure, anything has to come off Jesus. Listen, here is the chief cornerstone. No matter if you are a Jew or if you are a Gentile, it all starts with Jesus. Listen, anytime you build something, if you build something that don't have a firm foundation, it's not going to stand. If you build a foundation, if you don't put concrete on the ground and dig down to the dirt, to the red clay, as whenever the first storm that comes by, it's going to blow that over. It's the same way with our life. If we don't base our life off the chief cornerstone, which is Jesus and His Word, the first storm that comes by, it's going to blow you over. You're not going to stand. And he goes on to say in 12, he says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. See, that's what I have against rehabs that preach and say higher power. Listen, you can't put your higher power in a doorknob. Listen, there is power in a higher power, but His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It has to start with Jesus and His foundation. He is the chief cornerstone. If you need deliverance, you need to cry out to God. His name is Jesus. It ain't higher power. He is a higher power, but my higher power has a name. Hallelujah. The only way to the Father is through the Son. You can't get there by following some false religion. A lot of, the, of, of heresy teaching is going on now saying you can get there but get to heaven on any other way. But no, you can't. The only way to the Father is through the Son. Listen, my book don't lie. He says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, untrained men, and they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. It wasn't because of their man's education that they believed. It was because of the boldness. And that boldness came from the Holy Spirit because they spoke in a way that they knew that they had been with God. I want to speak in a way whenever someone is around me, hey, I can tell that person has a relationship with Jesus. By the way that he talks, we should be different. See, that's what he told Peter. He said, we know that you have been with Jesus. And Peter was like, how do you know, you know? And he was like, because your speech betrays you. He didn't speak as the world. Listen, I don't want to talk as the world. I want to look different. Why? I, I should be different. If we are the, have the same spirit that rose him from the grave, that lives inside of you, the Holy Spirit, you should be different than the world. Everyone turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And he says, I, brethren, when I come to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined not to do anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. My words can't help you. But his word shall set you free. If I come up here and I don't lean on the Lord and get my message from God, I'm not going to do you no good. But it's his power that can deliver you. We can't put our faith in some man. He says he does these things, so he shall get the glory. It takes Jesus to pull you out of Egypt. It, only take, it takes Jesus to redeem you. It takes Jesus to wash you clean. Come on, disciples. Listen, I don't come to you with excellent speech. I don't come to you declaring to know anything except Jesus and Him crucified. I'm only here by the power of God. Listen, four years ago, I could barely read this word, more or less tell you what it meant. But see, whenever I tell you God can do all things, God can do all things. Amen. But you see, the devil has deceived so many people into thinking that if they can't learn the word of God. They'll say, whenever I read the word, I don't understand it. Or whenever I read the word, I can't make sense. The devil's lying to you, just like he lied to Moses. But you can't believe it. You can't let the devil lie to you. But see, it may take some sacrifice in your life. You may have to get out of bed and get to a Bible study. You may have to turn your TV off. But listen, he will give you your heart's desires. Ain't that what he said in the book of Psalms? Listen, if he made you from the dust of the earth, showing you his word ain't nothing to him. But we may have to try. In the book of Timothy or Timothy, he said to study to show yourself approved, right? If there's anyone here that don't know the Lord this altar is open if there's anyone here that's fallen away and you want to return to God this altar is open if you have a need and you need prayer listen there's power in God it all comes from Him I'm asking you to lean on Him in all that you do